Hey there, welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Our interview guest today in Cologne, Germany is U.S. men's national team forward Jesus Ferreira. Before we get going, you can sign up free or paid for a subscription to my writing site at grantwall.com. I'm in Germany and Spain this week with the U.S. men's national team. We're just starting year two, and I've got big plans to cover men's and women's World Cups in the next 12 months. That's grantwall.com. Now, here's my interview with Jesus Ferreira. We're here in Cologne, Germany on Thursday with the U.S. men's national team, and our guest now is Jesus Ferreira, the 21-year-old center forward from FC Dallas. Jesus, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. Ah, Thanks for having me. The U.S. is playing Japan tomorrow here in Germany. The World Cup is now less than two months away. Being here with the team this week, does the World Cup feel even closer now? Uh, honestly, it does. I mean, at the same time, it doesn't. It's a it's a weird feeling, you know, seeing being back with the guys and getting to work right away. Uh, that's the that's the best feeling, and so uh, the group is excited for for the next few days and the next few matches that we have to prepare, and so. Uh, we're looking forward for that. You're in a good position to be the guy who starts at the number nine for this U.S. team. What exactly does Greg Berhalter ask for you to do in his system when you're the guy in the number nine role? Yeah, no, I think that the nines here in the group that came to this camp are all able to start uh, at any point. And so for me, it's just staying focused and doing my job and what Greg needs me to do. And that is, you know, being able to help out uh, in the combination, coming down and uh, facilitating the 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 just the buildup, and also making runs behind, making sure that the defenders have a hard time defending, and I create uh, space for our wingers. And so it's a lot of movement, a lot of running around, but. Uh, at the end of the day, um, that's what the system needs, and that's what's going to make the team win. How complex is Burhalter's system? Because I get the sense that, in some ways, it might be a bit more complex than some national team coaches. No, I think he has an idea of how he wants to play and how uh, he wants uh, each player to function. Um, and I think that each player knows uh, what their their abilities are and what they can bring to the to the system, and so. Uh, that all brings us into the same page and bring us in the the same uh, way of seeing the way that he wants to play. And so uh, I think we all are on the same page to following what, what Coach Greg needs us to do and uh, what works for us. You've had 18 goals for Dallas in the league this season. You signed a designated player contract earlier this year. You were just named the number one player under age 22 in MLS. Congratulations on all of those things. Um, I guess I'm wondering at the World Cup, millions and millions of people will see you on television. Big clubs from Europe will see you play. What's your level of interest in moving to Europe at some point? You know, that's uh, every kid's dream is to play for for a team in Europe. Um, And obviously that's one of my dreams. You know, I don't really, I've said it a few times in different interviews that I don't really like to think too much ahead and, and get ahead of myself. I want to kind of stay in the present, stay in the moment and focus on what I can do right now. Um, and that right now is with being uh, the best player that I can be for Dallas and for the national team. Um, obviously, my dream is to one day hopefully play in Europe one day. And I, I think that will come at its time. Uh, right now, I'm focused at Dallas, making sure that we have a good playoff run. We can do the best that I can. Because um, obviously, my ultimate goal is to bring something, a silverware to Dallas, because I think that 
the fans deserve it, uh, the ownership deserves it, and then just the city deserves it. And so my, my number one goal right now is to bring something to Dallas. And then obviously the next one would be uh, to hopefully be in that World Cup roster. And, you know, the ultimate, ultimate one would be, you know, hopefully make a make a jump to Europe one day. But uh, I think that right now is just me focusing on what I can control right now, which is, you know, being a being the best version and best player that I can for Dallas and for the national team. In a press conference this week, you mentioned the work you've done on your mental health and, and working with a sports psychologist. How did that come about? Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, when I was younger, uh, just when I first signed, I knew that, you know, signing was the easy part and staying on on a on a good level uh, weekday week week in week out was the difficult part. And so for me, uh, once I started playing more, once I got more minutes. I kept noticing that my mood would change whenever, you know, things weren't going my way. I was having a bad touch. I wasn't getting any chances. Um, and that kind of took me out of games. Uh, I knew that I was locked out of games for five minutes. And in those five minutes, anything could have happened. And so uh, I've noticed that I needed to change that. My agent noticed that I needed to change that. And so uh, he came to me with a with an idea of, hey, do you want to work, work with a sports psychologist? And I was like, if it's going to help my game, then 100%. I want to do everything that I can to to make uh, to get to the next level in my game, and uh, that's one of the things that that we wanted to try, and it's working. Obviously, um, I've seen a lot of improvements. I think that uh, my mood has gone from you know five minutes to a minute to 30 seconds, and so we want to stay less focus on what you're doing wrong and stay more focused on what you can do next. And so I've noticed that. I've learned how to just focus on having a good game, making sure that my first touch is good, making sure that my my runs are good, my pressing is good, and then focusing on the final product, which is the 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 goal or the assist. And so, just making sure that I wasn't so hard on myself, and obviously having a, a good coaching staff that has helped me, good teammates that has made me realize that I bring more to the team than just just goals and assists. Uh, you know, my pressing, my buildup and all of that can help the team win, even though I don't score. And so having someone that someone like that, that can help me outside of the field and help me make sure that my mental side of the of the game and mental side outside of soccer is straight and is good and is strong uh, has helped me huge. Do you think we've gotten more willing in the sports world, maybe especially in men's sports, to acknowledge that I'm seeing a psychologist. I'm working on mental health. Yeah, I think that maybe people are afraid to say it. But for me, uh, you know, it has made my game so much better that I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, it's something that has helped me. And, you know, if it can help other guys and other players younger than me or, uh, or having the same problem, uh, then I want to help. And I want to be that guy that can say that, yeah, I'm not I'm seeing a sports psychologist. I don't have I don't have a problem saying it because uh, it's helping my game every game, every time that I talk to him. And so um, anytime that I can improve my game, anytime that I can bring my level a little bit higher, I'm going to take the chance on it. Your father, David Ferreira, was an MLS MVP with Dallas in 2010. He also played for the Columbia national team. In what ways has your father influenced who you are as a soccer player? No, I think in every way, uh, you know, being a young guy, just watching him go from, you know, country to country, city to city, stadium to stadium and having different fans in different languages yell his name. Um, that's when I noticed that I wanted to become a soccer player. Um, 
and just seeing the way that he carried carry himself the way that he each team that he went to he put everything on the line for that team um just seeing the effect that he had uh, as a player uh, on each team that he went to that made me realize that you know i want to have that effect on on teams and so you know when he came to dallas he went all the way to the final uh won mvp um and made sure that everybody remembered his name and so once i signed uh for dallas that's something that i wanted to do i wanted to make history but i wanted to make my own history i wanted people to remember me for jesus ferreira not for my dad and so um, I think we're we're doing a good. I, I think so. We're doing a, a good job there, and so I want to continue. I want to make sure that uh, Dallas remembers us as a as a great duo and as a great uh, you know soccer player and and humans. What are your memories that stand out when you were growing up of living in different countries where your dad was playing? Yeah, I don't have much because I was so young. We moved a lot when I was younger. Um, we stayed in Brazil the longest. I think it was five years, and yeah, just the the soccer culture that they had in Brazil is crazy. Uh, the fans yelling, um, you can see that it meant everything to them every game. You know, if you won a game, it was like a final to them, and if you lost, it was the worst thing ever. And so, uh, just seeing how soccer can bring so many people together, and seeing how it can affect so many people, uh, it was it was an amazing feeling. Do you have any sort of memories of what you might call life-changing moments growing up for you as a kid? I think just making the, the move to the US. I think that my family and I can agree that that kind of changed and set up for the rest of our lives. You know, uh, Us moving to the US, we didn't really think about it too much. We just thought it was gonna be another, another country that my dad went to go play and you know soon we will be out of there and we'll go to another country. Uh, but it wasn't like that, you know, once we stepped here, uh, we started learning a new language, we started doing other things, we joined school, we started joining soccer, and so kind of everything wasn't, it was a little bit different than the other countries that we were in. And we kind of noticed that we were going to have a life here, kind of, in a way, and so obviously there was a lot of sacrifice that had to be made for my mom's side. Uh, my dad having having to go back to Colombia to go play, and my mom having to decide, hey, do we go back to Colombia and just live life there, or do we sacrifice and just stay here and kind of risk it to see if y'all make it or not? And so, you know, in a way, I'm proud that my mom, you know, sacrificed everything that she had because obviously she had no friends in the U.S., had, didn't speak the language, still doesn't speak the language. Um, it's hard for her to have three kids and having to run around from school to school, from practice to practice. And so, you know, I give a lot of credit for her to her that she was able to manage all, all that and, you know, let us chase our dreams. And our dreams were to become soccer player and what, what best academy than to do it with Dallas, you know. We saw that there was a lot of signings from young guys. A lot of the coach loved the young guys and the club loved signing young guys. And so, uh, we wanted to pursue that and you know it came true whenever whenever it happened we were happy and we kind of told my mom we made it I was going to ask you about your mom because I assume you get asked about your dad a lot which makes sense but what's your mom's name and, and what sort of influence has she had on you her name is Yule Elmira it's hard to pronounce a lot of people call her Yule but yeah I think that like you said a lot of people ask me about my dad but I think the the main character and this story could be my mom. Obviously, my dad wasn't really in the picture a lot just because of, you know, the soccer, her, his practices, his games. He was always traveling. 
and it was my mom who was there all the time, all the time taking us to practices, to school. Um, I have two younger brothers, 17 and 10, and so, you know, obviously you can, you can, you can tell it's kind of hard whenever she had to take me to middle school and elementary and then kindergarten and going back, picking up the kindergarten and the middle school and then high school and just, uh, it was all over the place. And so we, I give her a lot of credit because she's the one that kind of had to deal with everything. Um, you know, when I first signed my first contract, she had no idea what I was signing or uh, what was what was going on. And so I give her a lot of credit. She stuck around and she let me follow my dreams. She let me uh, become a pro soccer player because without her sacrifice, we would probably be back in Colombia and, you know, obviously maybe still chasing our dreams, but it would be way more difficult than, than what it was because obviously we had a a life set already. We had a, a soccer, soccer friends, soccer, just friends in general. And so I'm just happy that she was able to say, okay, I'm going to let y'all chase y'all's dream. I'm just going to be here to, to protect y'all and, you know, provide that, that cover back at home. And, you know, I'm just happy that she actually did that and let us follow, follow our dreams. And obviously every time that I see her, I say, our dreams come true because uh, without her, we you know we wouldn't be in the situation. I wouldn't be here in the in the U.S. national team or with Dallas. Thanks for sharing all that. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, and have you ever talked? I know your dad won a Copa America with Colombia, but he, he didn't play in a World Cup. You've got a very good chance to play in a World Cup. Has he talked to you at all about what it means? I know you know what it means to make a World Cup, but the fact that, that he wasn't able to, it's a little bit like your teammate, Tim Weah, his father never played in the World Cup despite being a, a well-known player. Yeah, we, don't, we haven't really talked about it, um, but whenever we do talk, you know, he makes, just, he makes sure that I understand uh, what an important moment this is for me and for my family, obviously. Um, we all know that these opportunities don't come often and not everyone gets them. And so um, whenever we do talk, you know, he makes clear enough that this is not an opportunity just to take lightly, uh, that I have to make sure that I have to go and grab it and make, make sure I do the best with it that I can. And so um, with that being said, you know, obviously I work, I work hard every time that I get the chance to show the coaching staff that, you know, I want to be here as much as, as I want to take it serious, I also want to enjoy it. And so, you know, I want to make sure that they notice that, you know, I'm here not to not to mess around, that I'm being serious and that I want I want a spot here in the in the in the roster. And so, you know, I'm just happy to be here in the in the group of guys that are named. And so hopefully at the end of the year I can be in that final roster. But uh, I'm just glad that I can be in the present moment right now, be in his in his list. At what point in your life, at what age were you when the possibility of representing the United States came up for the first time? I believe I was six, 17, probably. 17, and you know I was being called into a few youth camps, uh, domestic camps here in the US. Um, and I didn't really think about it too much because I wasn't gonna be able to play. Um, they never really took me to tournaments because the same reason I wasn't able to play. And so it was it was kind of hard because obviously as a kid, you all you, all you want to do is represent a country and, uh, and fight for that country. And so for me growing up and not being able to be called into Columbia uh, national team, it, it was tough because I saw my friends at Dallas. Obviously, we had we have one of the best academies. And so every time that there was camps, there is two, three, four guys from Dallas going to camp. And I was like, oh, my. 
you know, I was doing things right in the academy. I was scoring goals and I was like, Columbia can't see this. And it was, you know, it was a little bit frustrating because I did go to a camp in Columbia, U15 Euro, and they were like, yeah, we like you, but it's kind of kind of hard. Like, we want you to move down here to Columbia. And that was something that I wasn't going to do because I was so close on signing. I signed when I was 16, so it was kind of the next year after. And I was like, no, I'm too close to, to signing a professional deal with Dallas, and I'm not going to really – you know, give that up because that's what I really want to do. And so uh, I never really heard back from them after that, after that. And so I kind of just focused on myself, focused on trying to get a, a pro deal and I made it happen. And so after that, there was a few calls with uh, the youth national teams and I was going in. I probably went to two camps before, um, before I could actually make an official move. And so uh, those two games were... Two camps were great, but at the same time awful because we had games at the end of the camp and it was just me sitting on the bench wanting to go and, and jump in and uh, represent the country and I couldn't. I had to just do training camps and uh, just train, train, train. And, you know, I was happy to be there, but it was at the same time it was frustrating because I wanted to jump in and play and represent the country. Um, and when I hit 18, you know, my agent and I sat down and my family and, and friends and, you know, it was mainly just my mom, I, and my dad just kind of talking like, what do y'all think about me representing the U.S.? And they were like, we're going to support you no matter what. The decision is on you. And and we're just, that's that's it. We're not going to say nothing else. It's up to you. We're going to support what, whether you want to stay and try to get with Colombia or you want to represent the U.S. And at the end of the day, you know, I've been in the U.S. for more than half of my life. And the U.S. has given me everything from, you know, competitive soccer to friends to to new family members like my brother. He was born in the U.S. And so um, it's not it's not hard to say that USA is it's my home. So I'm just glad that they gave me the opportunity to represent their country. And I'm just fulfilling one of my dreams. There's so much competition right now for the U.S. number nine spot, including with your friend Ricardo Pepe. How would you describe that competition? Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a friendly competition, I would say. You know, obviously, whenever we come to camp, we want to compete with each other. We want to make sure that the other one knows that, you know, we're friends. But, yeah, we want to we wanna fight for that spot. We want to be starting in that spot. Um, and, obviously, whenever we go back to our domestic leagues, um, I want the best for him. Uh, I want him to be scoring goals and making sure that, you know, he's in that radar. Um, obviously, I support him in, in whatever he, he's doing. And obviously right now he, he's starting a new journey and I'm excited for him because you can really tell his talent. Um, but whenever we come to camp, you know, we know that we're fighting for the same spot. And obviously I'm going to support him no matter what, if he's starting or not. Then um, I'm just glad that we can have that healthy, healthy competition uh, and health, healthy relationship in us. FC Dallas has been known for developing talent but not for winning that many trophies. Could that change this year? Yeah, obviously uh, we want to we change that. You know, the team that we have, we have a young team right now um, that's it's hungry to get silverware. Um, we kind of had a, a fresh start this year with new coaches, new players, uh, a lot of new things are around the club. And so uh, right now we are hungry to get a silverware. That's kind of that's it, you know? Um, and the, the thing that helps us is that everyone that has joined us, which are new faces, uh, a lot of them, 
uh, are in the same page as us, as the guys that were there last year. We didn't want to feel the same way that we were last year, uh, losing back to back to back to back to back, left and right. We didn't want to have that feeling no more, and we made sure that everybody in the locker room was on the same page and made sure that everyone wanted the same thing and everybody does want the same thing. Obviously, we have goals as, as individuals that we will only achieve if we do our team goals. And our team goals, obviously, was make playoffs. And then our next one is going to be hopefully have a, a home a home game in playoffs. And that's what we're we're looking for. This is That's what we're fighting for. And, and then our ultimate goal will be win MLS Cup. And that's something that, you know, our team sees that happening. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people that don't. Um, a lot of people in the MLS that, that count us out. And we want to prove them wrong. You know, we've we've shown it during the season that we can compete against any team, and we have the the players, the quality to to be anyone. And so, we want to send a message to the to the league and and to everyone watching us is that Dallas is a team that wants to fight for the title. That it's a team that is hungry to get and put everything on the line to win the trophy, and and we're gonna do that. Jesus Ferreira is here in Germany with the U.S. men's national team, which meets Japan on Friday. Jesus, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. I'd like to thank Jesus Ferreira, as well as producer Chris Whittingham. You can now sign up for a free or paid subscription to my newsletter at grantwall.com. The best way to support my work is by taking out a paid subscription. See you next time.